the Education Lounge podcast. We're joined with a couple of lovely people. Uh, <laughs> we have Catherine here and uh, Juba. Juba, if that's your real name. That is my real name. And they've been teaching. Um, Catherine's fairly new Very to the profession. New. Yeah. And then we've had Juba's been doing for, it for, for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the furniture. <laughs> Pretty much, basically. Yeah, we're quite excited because we've been trying to get them onto the. Obviously, they're quite busy. They want their holidays as well, um, whenever they can. So, yeah, it's a real privilege to talk to them. Oh, thanks, guys. We've been trying to get you on here yeah. for a while, so um, um, half term seems to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't, why don't we start with like Catherine? Yeah. So, uh, you're really new into the profession. Six months into my first ECT year, so yeah. So, if anyone's not familiar with sort of how you how it works now in your first teaching years it used to be an NQT year which was one year um and now it's been over two years so I'm in my first first ECT year first mm. first year of teaching and how so. are you finding it um, there are, <laughs> um obviously it's very it is like but it's very rewarding love my class like love love um certain days or moments where it can be completely overwhelming um it's very much been thrown in the deep end in lots of ways um compared to your training year which i think you are quite protected from certain things um but it's been a massive learning curve um just quite overwhelming at times but yeah i've been doing well at it so i mean yeah it's been been a lot to learn but it's good yeah (laughs) and then just question i've got um so if you have like just tell me about like a standard day in the life of of a primary school. So I teach um, a mixed year group, which is year three and four combined. So that was a big learning curve for me. Um, obviously having to learn the different levels within, within a class anyway is a big task. Yeah. Um, but then to have um, obviously children who range from year se- um, seven years old to nine years old with different learning abilities is really tricky so um typical day I get into work probably about eight o'clock I'm not an early early I'm probably the first one there to be honest actually but that's quite late I think that is quite late quite late I think some people some (laughs) teachers do get into work about seven like really really early so after two coffees three coffees coffees, three espressos (laughs) three double espressos um yeah so I get into work but I am very much like I want everything on Friday I leave my school with my work printed all resources made I don't leave anything I'm very organized and OCD when it comes to things like that so I want to be I want to leave on a Friday night knowing I'm ready for the week ahead I'm not a last minute person when it comes to so I want to get get into work at eight o'clock yeah load my classroom tidy my classroom copy trim and then I'm ready whereas I think some people do prep in the morning I don't know there's different there's different teachers out there so yeah I think it yeah. works for you but for me I'm very much a week before yeah I can, needs to be I done. can imagine you being that yeah. way yeah I annoy yeah. myself sometimes because I'm just very like oh I need this done <laughs> and make yeah. sure everything's so organized yeah um so yes then um every I mean it depends on your school timetable I suppose but we do a comprehension every single morning I welcome the children in um comprehension give any messages out English maths obviously non-negotiables before lunch and then the afternoon it will very very much be like a PE or a topic based subject um and then we do clubs after school Mm. um so I run a sports club and then obviously you then got marking to do but I try my best to get away from school and switch off from school by at least five o'clock every day do you manage it do you manage it yeah yeah, yeah do try uh, to manage it sometimes I have to take work home with me mm. or if I just it just depends on the day there is normally days where something pops up like if you've got PPA afternoon mm. like there might be a parent who needs to speak to you or something pops out of somewhere or you know a child is unsettled in your class you need to deal with um sometimes you don't get your planning time um so then you might need to work at home or on a weekend basically mm. so yeah whether you mm. don't think you ever really there's switch a lot of, off there's a lot of unbuilt hours yes absolutely mm. yeah 
Yeah. It's interesting because um, I've been teaching for a long time, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm still taking work home. I still haven't found that work-life balance. Um, I don't think you can get it. Like, you don't really switch off. You don't really switch off because marking, I don't know what your marking policy is, but we've got to mark a lot of books on a daily basis. Mm. And um, there's literally no time in school. Before school is setting up, after school is setting up meetings, meeting with parents and meeting with their teacher and stuff. But I tend to take a lot of planning home. I get yeah. PPA. My PPA literally is not planning. I don't plan anything no. during PPA. I'm always meeting someone or dealing with making phone calls mm. or there's always something I've got to be doing. There's always other yeah. things I'm doing. So I never get to plan in school. I can't remember the last time. You did planning plan in school. school. Yeah, yeah. literally. So, so I you, you teach um, year, year six. So year I, six. Teach, I teach year six. Yeah, I teach year six on a part of SOT as well on my current school. Um, but like, I'm still taking work home. Mm. I'm still, I've taken a lot less work home, I've got to be honest, but I'm still taking work home. And I find it interesting that um, even in my school, there's a lot of teachers that come in later than me and leave earlier than me and I kind of, kind of think where, am I doing something wrong or are they doing something wrong because mm. I can't understand how they could be getting out so early and I'm still there doing the yeah. work and still taking work home but anyways I don't know um, are those there. teachers teachers who have been there the same time as you or are they like newer teachers some some of them are newer teachers and some mm. of them are not I've, I've been teaching a long time so there's yeah. a lot of staff there that are not that's the not SLT well. address yeah. so you've got a so, lot of yeah, big so, responsibilities yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I think you have. It all depends on just it's day to day basis, um, and from school to school. I think like there's some weeks where I I get to do all my planning in my PPA, but then there'll be other weeks where I um, Sunday morning doing all my planning, doing my PPA basically on a Sunday morning for the week ahead. So I think it just depends. Um, yeah, like in my current school, I don't know, again, your school and other schools, you don't have um, LSAs as much or teaching assistants as much anymore. So there is more pressure on teachers to do the marking and things like yes. that, um, yeah. to do everything, like the, the trimming, the the printing, mm. the copying, all those, those little things, the laminating, those all take a long, long time. And even mm. those things being on your to-do list, yeah, are obviously sometimes not priority, but mm. you, but there is always a to-do list, mm. Um, mm. which I think I, me probably being naive going into teaching, like I said, I'm very much like I want my to-do list done, done, done. So but one, one thing I've learned is you can never finish the to-do list. No. It's, it's the same with everything. It's the same everything. here as well. Yeah. Just ongoing. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's because we care as well. Like, it- I, you know, I care about, I want, I want to give my best for every lesson. Like I want to make sure it's not, a, some lessons are boring, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's not every lesson can be exciting. Um, but, mm. you know, I try and put my best into everything and whether that's sustainable over years and years and years of teaching, I don't know. Um, and I think that's where I've sort of learned a, learned a big lesson mm. in my first term as a teacher that actually it's not sustainable to, well, just, to you, be you, that. Because you've been... Um, obviously in school for a long time surely after like 10 years you you more or less know know what you're doing yeah you know you know (laughs) you've taught like I've taught decimals so many times I know I know how I've I've got my approach and I've got something that I like to use um, for this class and I found it to be successful in the past and thus you can minimize some of your planning because you've done some of that this, the, the, definitely, definitely. The planning is reduced, but the problem is they keep changing the curriculum, they keep changing the expectations, and the school will change the scheme of work they're following. Yeah. They support so, so some are planning. That I've got I've got planning going back years, right? And I can always dip in and dip out. But where, where they change the, the the scheme of work, or where they change the um, expectations, or the the layout of the planning, we've got planning templates now. So it's a case of copying and pasting and finding it. And it almost that like, because you've got so much planning, it becomes like a Google search. Almost, so you look for decimals and you've got like 10 hits for decimals. You're like, oh, which one did I use now? Because you're always changing it for every class. You're always changing it every year. You're always changing, adapting it. And the thing about, I love about new teachers, they've got so much so much flair. Like That kind of does down a little bit. Mm. It does that. They're so, they're so motivated. <laughs> so keen at the beginning. <laughs> so, like, they're, so, <laughs> they're so eager. They want to make yeah. everything enjoyable. They yeah. only have hundreds of resources. I'm ready to walk in there with a whiteboard pen and a, and a flip chart. Like, Let's go. That, <laughs> Let's yeah, go. And, and that was something that was something that fed back to me quite early on was like I have to as an ECT and a first year teacher I have to remember that I am new so there is going to be more work 
mm. or pressure on myself in the first couple of years mm. because you know somebody who's got five years experience will have a literally a backlog like a yeah. diary in their head of like okay i need you to go into this classroom now and teach fractions and they will just know exactly mm. how to do it what works what doesn't work whereas i would want to go and like plan the whole thing and then like you mm. know yeah so are these are these so it's just aside from like curriculum, i suppose aside from like curriculum changes is is also like schools having a certain approach that you need to follow and them changing it up or so this is what i mean when i say schema work so we're doing white rose at the moment and mm. we're now transitioning oh, we're yeah. transitioning to ncetm so that's a completely different structure a completely different layout so my my white rose planning from last year will kind of become redundant because because yeah. nctm is very much the way, the way they lay it out is very pictorial very very step by step um yeah, mm. so my white rose planning will become very, it will become useless, and I have to now go to the NCTM website, follow their links, follow their um, resources, download their things, and use that into books once that transition happens. So all that planning I did last year. Yeah, but then doesn't that just like it kind of unsettles everything because for for teachers and students alike, because if you're changing your approach to. It, it does it definitely does but then this is what happens with leadership right so you see you see like a reading scheme we've got um i can't remember what it's called now but we got one reading scheme and that's changed over the last two years so it hasn't fed through from key stage one and keep, mm. that right. nothing stays long enough for it to kind of travel follow all, travel way all the way through it because you don't see the impact <laughs> of it and when you get new members of staff in so you've got a new literacy lead and they come in fresh they're like oh yeah now i want to do this scheme i've seen it work at my school and they're like this is the proven track and the, and the head teacher like okay then yeah go for it let's mm. give it a chance and then two years later that teacher leaves another teacher comes in and like, say oh wait my school does this scheme and you're like oh come on yeah. <laughs> come on we just set this <laughs> up surely they can like test the success of a particular scheme so they go, okay, well, this one seems to be working well, like statistically, I don't know, student marks are up this much. And So, yeah, certain things certain things become embedded, certain things stay. But actually, it's bit, when it, cause, cause cohorts are very different. What yeah. works for one year group, what schemes yeah. been working for? <laughs> no, yeah. And when it, gets, when it gets to year six and you're like, hold on a second, like, well, I did a scheme called Destination Reader, right, which was a reading scheme. And in, it's a lot of speaking, listening, a lot of talking, and it develops their comprehension skills. But in year six, you're like, hold on a second. They're talking a lot, but when you present them with a question, they can't answer that they question. So what do we do? We need to ch do something different in year six. And it's like, why would you do something in year six if it's been following so through? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that kind of pressure falls onto the head teacher to say, ah, oh, my sixes can't answer a question. Sats are coming in three months. What are we going to do? Let's mix it up. I suppose they get scared. They make changes. Mm. I don't know. I sometimes find that like, like there's, like for instance, with, with mathematics, sometimes you notice that so year six student um they commonly have trouble with uh fractions percentages and decimals <laughs> and those things. it's often those things but i'm i'm like there there is a an easy way to learn all, all of those things so you can't be changing like maths is mathematics at the end of the day like you could you go into any country and it's it's similar it's the same. In, in that way and but i so i'm a little confused why they need to change it so much if it's if there's a set approach the other thing is gone. i don't think there is a set approach because i've been teaching the year sixes like last week mm. and the way that they multiply fractions is like completely different i don't know i think you might have seen it as well yes like completely different to how we would do it yeah and there's like way more steps the, the actual calculations are way more confusing but that's what they've been taught and that's what they're kind of mm. like, yeah. that's what they feel comfortable doing. Was if I showed them a method like we would do, like cross cancel and then multiply across, they find that confusing, even though it's technically More easier. Simple. Yeah. So, but this stuff is constantly schools, changing. Where, where the research comes in, they don't, they don't want to teach children how to do things. They, they want to go back to that. Do they understand what's happening? That like when yeah. you think about mm. long multiplication, we know the processes. And I, don't, mm. I don't think I was in, I was an adult before I understood exactly what's going on in the tens and the ones and all of that. Yeah. But for the children, if they if they can't explain to you, this is the ones column and we're multiplying by this. Yeah, and this is the I get what you're saying. And it, like it really frustrates me. Yeah, is that because I when you're working in year six and you're trying to pictures of things that are happening, and they're like, but what, why is that? We're still moving and they're not getting that. Mm. I don't actually care at this point. You multiply by this <laughs> and you multiply by this. Just yeah. do you know, it. When I, yeah. Do when I, yeah. When I was learning it, I didn't know what was happening. I just knew that. 
you do this, 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 and this, you carry that, put a zero there, and you do yeah. the same thing. When I teach it now, I say um, the first yeah, the first row is top two numbers times by that. The second row is the top two numbers times by that, but because it's in the tens column, there's a zero that shifts everything. Yeah. Across. And I write out, this times this is that line, this times this is that line, and you add them together. Yeah. And they get taught partitioning. Yes. It's exactly the same thing, but they don't see it as the same thing. Yes, see it as yeah. I mean, completely and everything yeah. actually comes back to that partition in place value value sort of knowledge like that I find a lot of kids in year four um don't necessarily have year four or five <laughs> they don't have the uh, foundation knowledge work yeah. in that and then they struggle with everything else after that yeah. because they don't understand how numbers actually work and fit together so yeah, I find that if if they know that well enough, you can actually teach them pretty much any method, and they'll understand it. Mm. So that comes to the curriculum, and I'm not asking a question here. Do you find do you find that? And I like I I'll, I'll see what I think after. But do you find that when you're going through the units, it's too quick? So you're beyond. Yeah. So this is where the foundation issue yeah. is gone. So uh, again, maths scheme of work. You have you we're moving or like we move on to another topic or unit mm. um before let's say 25 percent of the class have mm. really oh. ingrained that into their that's that's, that's super different from like um yeah. in in like asia they're, they they're just, really really different like, like they they try to get the, basically everyone in the class to actually understand yeah the, obviously that's, uh, that's the aim how much yeah. tuition do they have over there though because like if that wasn't the case mm. would we even have a this place yeah well people come, they, they, people no, come to us do. because they're the 75 percent that don't understand they, it. yeah they, they, they yeah. do so, they do in some they do have that in some asian countries but then like somewhere like china private tuition is like, banned anyway so um because they know. don't want people teaching their gender yeah. well they want they want to be <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. like things like being able to do interventions and pre-teaching, um, that is just so crucial. Mm. But mm. in the current time, I don't yeah. know how it's. I, I believe from other teachers who've been in the like you know teaching for years, we just don't have the people now and the time to do as many interventions and pre-teaching as we would like to, like I would love to be able to do even maths intervention every single day, yeah. but I don't have the people or the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even, like, yeah. So sometimes you, was it like, and I've, they're crucial. They're so crucial. Yeah. I had, I had like one student and she, in year six, and she, um, she was like the only one who wasn't in the intervention, you know, in the intervention. intervention. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, why is everyone in intervention? I was going to say, that's more, of a, that's more of an intervention for, she's in her own intervention. She's like, well, she can carry on and do something else. Whereas the rest of the class are yeah. actually in like, a lesson. But it's because like, we, because I went through yeah. all of those like fractions, decimals, those, those like it, yeah. foundational things, made sure that our foundation yeah, really so to strong. Yeah, so to get a group of children who, who don't understand it, maybe have additional needs or anything like that. Um, and they do need it, you know. I think, like you said, in a more simple you, way, or more staggered, or stepped, or more resources to help the manipulatives to get that within a lesson when you're also teaching at the same time. It's just it's very it's a tricky. Lot. It's a lot of things, um, and I suppose that's a pressure that is on uh, the teachers now to mm. be able to achieve that. Um, and you want to do it for those children, like you, like mm. you know, you want them all to leave that lesson, mm. that unit of work, being confident that if they got a test paper in front of them they'd actually go, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I remember I learned that. Okay, I might not get it right, but let me see if I can have a go. Whereas in, rather than looking at it and going, what is that? <laughs> like, no idea what that question even wants me to It sounds to me like um, a bit like, it's a bit like the nurse issue. Um, like the teacher issue is quite similar because um, with, with nurses, they're doing more and more complex stuff all mm. the time. So they're their job description is expanding. Yeah. And then with teachers, I don't know if it's expanded. It's just, no, you're right. It's more more boxes to tick, more things to do yourself. Yeah. Without the TA support in the classroom, yeah. you've got to do pretty much everything. They are everything. like gold dust. And I think, yeah, yeah I think LSAs are amazing. Like yeah, with, are, yeah. with that, our jobs are made so much yeah, easier with them are. there. When yeah, they're not there, they are, honestly, it's a struggle. So. Um, we've thrown a lot of acronyms around today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can sorry. We, uh, oh, my goodness. Can we just like, sorry, um, we know what, yeah, I know what TA sorry. is. 
teacher assistant um yeah. learning yeah, support so. assistant so right. yeah Sorry, no, that's same, same, same sort of things, yeah. yeah, same. I know some of them, but I don't know all um, of them. So they essentially have the same job role. I think it just differs from school to school what their title is, essentially. So right. teaching assistant and a learning support assistant. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like because at the, at the moment, like the national conversation is mm. very much revolved around uh, teacher pay yeah. and um, yeah. and nurses and, and that kind of thing and, and unions. <laughs> um so the, you know, the conversation for today was going to be about um, whether teachers are underappreciated or not. Yeah. Definitely underappreciated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give us more pay. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, that's the thing, is, is like, is it just, a, a, it sounds to me like no matter how much more pay you get, like there's something innately difficult about the job that could be made easier. So is, is it also like the organisation of things or is it, like if if it is changing quite a lot, if if there aren't things put in place, if they're not helping you out more, then you know you're going to be unhappy no matter what. <laughs> We're just miserable people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's two angles to that, right? One is the teachers' pay, and one is the money that is given to the school. Yeah. So what a lot of people don't see is is that when schools are getting the same amount of pay, it's not it's not um, there's not there's no equity in that meaning that in my school for example we've got 75 percent pupil premium meaning they're underprivileged and um or special needs or whatever whatever it is and that school should be getting more in their budget so forget me as a as a, as a teacher that school should, the budget for that school should be more so we can employ yeah. more teaching assistants we can employ get more resources mm-hmm. whereas another school that's got 25 percent pupil premium should be getting a little bit less uh, to balance it out so it's more equitable in that sense so that's not happening at the moment so our school is getting the same money as that school so they're getting their iPads and their MacBooks and things and we're struggling to get another TA into the classroom for our SEN children who sat child who sat in the corner mm. and that and that's separate from the teacher pay because our, our hours are made more difficult because of what we expect to do, to, to do but if I had more teaching assistants and I had another te- uh, uh, specialist teacher in my classroom my workload would be significantly reduced and it might mean that I'm happy with my pay then yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, I, as a first year teacher, I pay as pay for me. Like, I do it because I want to be a teacher. Like, you know, if I earn, I earn what I earn. Obviously, if you want to give me more money, I'm not going to argue against it. I'm never going to turn that down. But um, for me, um, it's sort of work environment. Like, mm. like, you know, do I feel like I'm mentally satisfied at the end of the day like I've done a good job and that everyone is left knowing what they've you know I don't know knowing what I've done is is the best job I could have done but then some days you don't leave because you just think actually if I had one more person if I had a bit more support um oh I forgot to do that or I forgot to do this you know there is just a never-ending they, they play the teachers and nurses we all care we're not there for the money we yeah. care the nurses care we care they, they stay back we stay back we we just care about what we do mm. um, we just want a bit more pay to do it <laughs> 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 it's not yeah. um, I do think like as your job role expands like obviously like, you'll need to be paid to sort of compensate for those extra roles And but the thing is like obviously as you, um, I don't know. Then I, I, it seems to me like the the thing that will make you the most happy would actually be like having a lot more support. Um, De- definitely, one right, of the, because, like, as a teacher, it's stressful that mm. the work we can do the work. We know we understand the work, but mm. it's, when you're in class, when you're with the, those children, and you got twenty five percent not getting it, like, yeah. what do I do with them? That, mm. But with that extra support, that will take that mental yeah. emotional mm. pressure off in a sense um yeah i know what you mean even like, like after. take that cl- those, <laughs> yeah take those children who do get it out with a yeah. nsa or, or whoever is available um <laughs> to move them on because yes. they obviously can do it so it's not even just about the children who don't get it it's about the children who do get it and then move them on because they obviously yeah. get it they need a challenge they need, they need something they need to be learning yeah, as well so yeah it sort of is, is both aspects it's like we need to support those children who don't get it but also those children who do get it they need to be pushed yeah. like mm. looking back now like on my primary school experience mm. i i realized how ridiculous it was because you had like some kids in the class that couldn't read basically yeah, yeah. and then you've got like me who's, who's like sitting in the corner with like we're like, we're like yeah. charles dickens <laughs> like, so it's yeah. like 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 i did feel under challenged mm. so you get you by having 
support and and the ability to sort of split up yeah. into different groups you you do you know it, it's more beneficial for everyone yeah um the the students and uh teachers alike yeah um although you know obviously like this is all like it's very complex because like a school has a budget yeah and, yeah, and, it's and every like, school's obviously different it, yeah it's so demands. difficult for them to like they've got very little um menu sort of uh, room to maneuver yeah um so like what, what i've noticed is like just going past schools generally is they they do seem much better resource than when i was young on the surface but i don't i don't know whether that actually you know like they've got nicer things and like the playgrounds are nicer and everything sort of but, but I'd, i'm not sure whether that translates into like better classroom learning or not <laughs> I think what, what you're seeing on the surface of things, it's not that it's nicer, it's just kept up with modern times. So mm. when you see an iPad in the classroom, it's not because the school's got money for iPad, it's just an app is a com common mm. common utility. Yeah. 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 You know, when they've got pens, you don't say they've got new pens, they're, they're privileged. <laughs> they've got an iPad, it's not a privilege, it's just a standard standard yeah, portable we now. We would have had a standard computer. Yeah, we would have. Yeah. 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 You, know <laughs> you know the old Macs? The white I think we, we had... When when they were like quite cheap, like um, they came down in price. Uh, Apple was like a actually for re relatively cheap brand at the at the really? at that point. Um, and we we had like Macs, but we only had like five computers or something like that. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, because like forty yeah. children. Because <laughs> our reading, like our um, in my current school, the which I think is a, is an amazing program to be honest, but the the program that they use on the Chromebooks is to test their reading levels. So it's all done using a computer. So, and obviously with, with COVID where it went all online, the children are so tech savvy. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, mm. But that obviously sometimes. What's the, what's the program called? Accelerated Reader. What is it called? Accelerated, Accelerated reader. reader. Yeah, it's very, very good. And that is what is used. The children essentially will read a book and it'll have a, a certain level based on a test that they do. Um, if they get 100%, 80%, 90%, it means they can mm. move up a level, stay on the same level, go down a level. Um, yeah. it, it's really good. So, yeah, like without that, obviously that's completely different to when we were at school and how you you just go have a go at this book. Or it, have it, a go it, at this it would book. just be like, there's some books. There's some books. Read. What, 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 <laughs> what, what, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, that's amazing, I think, because... Yeah. yeah, you can actually assess a child's. Yeah. But the only the only thing level. with that is that I've noticed because um, I I did some uh, helped some kids read like I've worked with a program called the Hackney Pirates, but I think they've changed their name. That's still Hackney Pirates. So I worked with them. Yeah. And then and you and then it is like the child has to go and pick a book and stuff like that. But then mm -hmm. sometimes you've got to go. Okay, well maybe we will pick a slightly different, slightly different book. Like let let's level it up a bit. Like, because you encourage them to go a bit more challenging. Yeah. That, that's what I find a lot with kids. They might read a lot, but then how do you gauge how successful that reading is? Like, wow. if the child isn't, like, because if it's self-directed, if it's completely self-directed, like, a lot of kids will go, oh, a comic book. I'll just read that. Um, or they'll go for an easier book on purpose. Right? Yeah. Um, that will some kids can will just go okay well i'm going i'm going to challenge myself i'm going to read this or i like this book so i'm going to read this and they'll they'll um just go up naturally but then i find that a lot of kids just kind of stag stagnate in their reading yeah. because they some children are scared even though they're there um very capable and they need to move up a level they're scared of the thickness of books as well yeah. <laughs> they're like well but i want to read more books not just like you know i want to read three small books yeah. rather than one big book yes. yeah they get but uh, there's a massive push um <clears throat> i found in my in my training year it, halfway through it came in and then definitely more so now is comprehensive skills so whatever they are reading whether it is a comic book or mm. I don't know, chapter books or whatever it is, it's actually, are they understanding what they're reading? So, like, are they taking it in? So, rather than mm. just reading the words, mm. are they actually understanding what those words mean? Are there, you know, can you think of a different word for that word in the book? Or, you know, can you answer questions on it? Can you pick out the details? Or can you summarise what the last two pages that you just read were about sort of thing? Mm. So there's a big push on comprehensive skills as well at the moment mm. in schools, I think. You know, um, in some, this is a bit of a sort of, this would sort of restructure how our education system works, but 
um, in Asia, actually, because um, I've got, I've obviously got a lot of connections to Asia, <laughs> um, in Vietnam, uh, China, Korea. They tend to, they don't have like, so you know how the primary school teacher is a generalist in a way. Yeah. You've got to be very good yeah. at loads of different uh, things, yeah. right? Um, in Asia, the way it works is um, teachers are split into specialisms. So right. if you want to be a maths teacher or a primary school teacher, you do primary school maths, mm. you do primary school English, you do a degree in that specific yeah. subject. And I would have thought that would seriously reduce like the pressure on, on a teacher because, you know, you're planning. private schools are? Um, no. Um, they're still no. generalised. They're generalised. No, yeah. it's, it's very much how the education system works here. Um, but we 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 sort of like as in they'll take a, a teacher with a certain degree I don't know and then they do their PGC and it's very generalist and you'll yeah. do um you'll do that test for you know to check whether you Mast. understand your maths yeah. and your English oh, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like they they I, I would have thought like the most effective way and most efficient way to for teachers to sort of do better. Um, and also for to get the most out of um, students and also reduce teacher workload would be to make it sort of more of a specialist. For knowledge-wise, yeah, but I think for primary, it's not all... Uh, like, a lot of it is down to behaviour and, like, yeah, dealing with children that are yeah. that small. Yes. <laughs> so it's not just the knowledge that's the... No, and not just behaviour, but also the connection, I think, at that level. They need that relationship. And you can't, That's true, if you're, yeah. If you're switching subjects, and mm. especially in my school, I've learned that the hard way, that they really they really need that bond. They need that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't be doing a different teacher. They can't manage that. that no. They cannot cope with it. But then but then they could get and used to it. It's like... Wow. You know, you know, like how much... You They need the consistency. <laughs> like they, if every 45 minutes, every hour, they're... Swapping and they're There's doing high, that like eight times a they day. They can't pull away their maths book and get their reading books out without without causing that transition alone is challenging yeah, enough yeah. in six or to I, change I, teachers. I, I can see it both ways. The high levels of SCN as well in schools at the moment, like change is not good for but going back to what you're saying about this the, in Asia. So, yeah. Did, do you, have you guys heard of maths not problem, the Singaporean approach? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many years ago there was a big hype on the mm. maths not problem. And my head teacher at the time, she she went out with other head teachers to Singapore because she wanted to adopt that um, that approach, scheme, yeah. approach. But what she learned when she was over there is that in Singapore, they come from a six-parent family, meaning that um, this one child would have his parents when he goes home that care about his education. His grandparents also care about his education on his mom's side. His grandparents on his dad's side also care. So there's six parents on that one child wow. that care. And in this, whereas here, you've got single family, single family children, you've got parents that are not involved at all mm. um, secondly to that like you're saying that we move on a lot the units mm. in, in, that, in that approach they stick with addition for a whole term yes. even if you've got it you might be you might be doing it really fast you're still doing it you're teaching the classroom there's no push them on or right. let's go back they just do that yeah that's what that's what i was talking about earlier like they make sure the whole yeah so they're, they're yeah. there for a whole term if you've got it we're moving you to decimals now we're moving to word problems if you haven't got it you hope that you're you're going to carry on for that whole term Until and by the time it. you finish that term oh doesn't matter what kind of addition problem you're going to come up with it's going to make sense to you and that's embedded now so that that 75 percent that got it they haven't got a chance to lose it they're going to retain that information and so, so we didn't we didn't adopt the approach because she thought and it comes with the book and everything is brilliant i thought it was wicked but she when she explained it, i thought you know what you're right mm. you know, we're going to chuck a book in front of them it's not going to make the huge difference they ain't got six parenting families um so that's another difference that we have here that they yeah. don't have the cultural difference i suppose yeah sure. I, yeah, I was listening to the radio like yesterday and they were talking about how like uh the culture culture matters in education and like for instance in because we we talk a lot about like say um uh the, there's this idea of white privilege going around but if you actually look at statistics on ed, especially education yeah it's the opposite yeah yeah <laughs> so, it's the other way around white white boys um they're the sort of most behind statistically yeah, yeah. right um i think it's yeah like so it's like uh black uh black girls sort of the fastest increasing uh, level really yeah that's in, interesting in education yeah. level and i think it is is culturally 
face. It's like you can see it in the parents that come obviously like tuition, you've got fairly motivated parents because they're actually taking that step of bringing child to tuition. But uh, I've noticed like quite a lot of pressure from obviously Asian parents. But also like um, parents from like West Africa, like um, you, you notice that they're, they're, yeah, they're very education focused. They, they, they want their children to, to, to do well. Um, and <laughs> whereas like I've, I've noticed here, it's a bit more laid back. Um, like say white British parents, a bit more laid back when it comes to education. They're like, oh, this is not really getting it. Like it's not, it's not that same level of panic. Um. <laughs> like, so, so I do, I do think there is a, a cultural, um, on that actually I, at my current school, we did, a there was a writing moderation for obviously for my year group, it was year four and it was on, it was on Zoom and I obviously chose, I chose three children's books, um, that I thought were nearing expected for a year four level. And one of the ladies on that uh, Zoom call said, like she was complimenting this piece of work and just said, it's amazing, it's, it's going to be expected. Is he, um, is he white British, the boy? And I didn't, you know, like I was like, yeah. But I thought nothing of that comment, but maybe that's the reason why she was asking because actually... I don't know. Was she surprised? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I just sort of glazed over that question because I had mm. no context to it. I didn't know anything, you know, there was, if there was a statistic or anything yeah. like that. But maybe that's the reason why. You, you've got to bear in mind it's, it's general. General. It's not like we've got a lot of people that come here that aren't in that category. Yeah. Yeah. White British, male, whatever. Yeah. But they're doing their work as if. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a generalization. I, I mean, yeah, with, stati- with statistics, so it's always that way. It's like there, there's a trend, um, but it yeah. doesn't. There, as in, there's doesn't apply to there, everyone, there's yeah. there's yeah. cases of like uh, ch- Chinese boy or Chinese girl not being that that strong at maths. Like it, it happens. Like like there, there's obviously it's such um, a stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like. Um, because yeah, when I was when I was younger, like the circles I mixed in, all the Chinese, obviously I'm half Chinese, um, like the ch- Chinese kids that I knew were brilliant at maths and stuff like that. So I felt like the bad one at maths <laughs> because I was like, oh no, I'm only half good at maths because I'm half Chinese. But, but, but you, you know, you. Um, I mean, I've That's got to pressure, say, though, right? yeah, That's but pressure. I've got to say, even with my my mum, she like she's not or any means a mathematician or anything like that but she she would go okay we need to go through multiplying or something like that so there is that mm, you know we yeah. will sit down and and then because I, I was like struggling with multi funnily enough i got dividing but multiplying didn't so make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one yeah and then it's like long division was really easy for me but short division made no sense oh. so, so. i mean that carries through to now yeah. <laughs> like, like if it's I give you a thing. complicated math problem, you'd be like, yeah, you just do this, this, and this. And if I gave you a multiplication, you'd be like, wait, let me. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's 12 times 8? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I do think there's a. Like, even. Because my mum's not that um, pushy, I'd say, as, as Asian parents go, but um, she. Uh, I think she was more pushy than on average. No, she, she cared. Yeah. I suppose it's, a, it's just yeah. she just wanted you interest, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, so I do, demographics and schools and areas and also like so much comes into you know so much some, so mm. much influences it. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you've got people who care, I suppose it's good. Yeah. <laughs> how how would you compare when you started teaching, like as a new teacher, <laughs> to? To now, however many. I was happy before. Years. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that when I got into it, just that's just like. Was it different to now? Very, because very I, different. Compared to yeah. Very different, very different, and I don't know. Um, that some of the things I've seen changes right is in terms of emotional needs. Is is a, has been a big rise in emotional needs of the children, and their well being and their mental state. Um, when I first started, we didn't have a counselor in school. Now we've got therapists mm-hmm. in school. When I first started that children were happy that now now I've got children trying to trying to commit suicide I'm talking about depression mm. that which blows my mind and they're like 10 years yeah. old and they want to 
they want to be depressed. Um, well, now that's cool. We used to have homework policies, and now we have no homework policy. And then we had homework policy, and then we had no homework policy, um, which is blood my blood my mind. Um, and the expectation has gone up as well. I think. I think the children need to know a lot more at a younger age. We've seen the curriculum change. The year five curriculum has gone down to the year four, and the year four they're doing the year three. So it's all they need to know a lot more. So how do you teach them a lot more mm. without having that previous build-up? Like, I did. I did find that. Um, I, I have noticed that. Like when when I was young, we we had like less to learn, but I definitely. felt like we learned it better. More in, like, more so in depth. depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So and I I think that's generally more effective. Like like because you will have more. You've got the odds few students who can just do all of it but yeah. then but like, the ones that don't get it yeah they need to, that time but like like six digit numbers were really going to millions with the year six thing when i first started and now it's all the way down to year five and some year four starting on it as well i don't know mm. if you yeah, that, yeah which is like it's a huge shift like you're expecting these children to learn all of these things mm. without the time given to them to learn it uh, yeah you like it's like uh when when they're the first year of you know gcse changes yeah and that's they they sort of like okay well we've got like a transition year but it was much harder GCC yeah and then you have like the years before um, they haven't really been prepped they haven't because they haven't had that level of because because they got significantly more difficult and and then they hadn't really been prepped on that that sort of level of work and then they've got to sort of like jump and yeah to to reach that level but I don't think that's particularly effective they they need to build slowly towards you know something towards so get build up it needs to be really stages. cleverly like implemented like when you change an educational uh, level in say year six then it needs to start from it needs to be incremental reception from reception to, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and then brought in slowly so they can adjust as opposed to boom yeah <laughs> but yeah i've noticed that that seems to be seems to be a bit of a problem um, i think the other thing as well was the lockdown was a uh, I think it changed children. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it in any other way. Well, the formative years, right? So. Yeah. It's like, and um, that, I suppose the best way I can explain it is to use my own child as an example. He he started year one. No, no, he started reception, sorry. But he never actually transitioned to year one. And then he was started back into year two, which is a sat So that's year. a big... Yeah, so he's literally not had the social interaction. He's not no. had the transition process. He's not met the teacher. So when he got to year two... It's a SATS year, and the teachers have got this pressure to get the SATS now, so you've got to do the SATS. So he missed two years of formal education, but I expected to achieve the same standard mm. as, the, as if he had. And I had the same experience in year six. I've had some tough years the past few years, like these yeah. kids. So gone from year four to year Yeah, literally, so literally yeah. exactly that, with that, that transition yeah. and that learning process. Mm. And I don't know, I think it did a lot to the children it did affect them in a lot of ways man yeah. like, I think not... it affected everyone like it, it doesn't matter what absolutely. year the child yeah, was in right. it was like yeah, absolutely right I, I, I think I don't, I don't know if that was a you know you, you probably know better because you taught a lot of uh, year ones and twos yeah um um, those those are really very important years for them to build their literacy. Absolutely. So was it particularly bad for that year group? Um, for those year group again, it all depend. It depends what their home learning looked like. To be honest, because obviously, again, it's very specific to what the parents could do at home. Um, because the the pressure was sort of removed from teachers, I suppose. During that, obviously, I wasn't teaching that point, but just from what I've heard. Um, you know, it was very much we want you to do this, but then the parents would be have the have to be the ones who would have to find the time to do the phonics, find the time to do the reading, find the time to actually you know explain something to their child. And if their child didn't want to do it, I suppose how much does that parent or yeah. carer mm-hmm. um, pressurize that? You know, a, a parent is a parent, not necessarily yeah. a teacher. Much- and a lot of parents sort of say, do you know what, home is home. Um, School is school, so yeah. Um, in primary school, where we some we do have homework now in year. Well, actually, it's across the whole school from reception to year six in our primary school. Um, and you do get people who just say, "No, I'm not, we're not doing homework. They could that can wait until like secondary school because home is home and school is school." Um, so I suppose it all depends, but yeah, that you do see a big difference. You can see a big difference in those children who probably did do the home learning, did get a chance to redo phonics, all those incremental things that help mm. a child in year one, two, and three. Yeah. yeah. So what do you prefer? Because you've done teaching and tutoring. 
This what? would be my next question. Yeah. Ah. Like, yeah. yeah. What would you prefer? And what are the differences I, as well? I absolutely love, like, I absolutely love the relationship I have with my class. Um, don't wrong, there's tough days, <laughs> and I've voiced that there are tough days. Um, and it's my training year compared to being a teacher is very different. So, I mean, I've got thoughts on, I think, the training year as a teacher. So I did a skit course. Yeah. Um, so I was in a school for four days a week, and then one day was a university day. Um, that needs to be much harder. Harder. Yeah, you, you need to have more stress, I think, in your training year, just for it to be more realistic. I think, yeah, towards the end of it, especially in the last sort of, last term of a training year. Um, but I love, but I was so excited to have my own class and have control over things. And I do love, I do love being a teacher, but it definitely comes, it was more, it's more overwhelming than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, but then, but then weighing up with the rewarding side of things and the overwhelming, I think there is a higher weight to the rewarding side of things. I just hope it gets a little bit easier um, and that teachers are heard when actually yeah. TAs, learning support assistants, are like gold dust and they are so important. Um, mm. Yeah, but so do I prefer teaching or teaching? <laughs> um, uh, you said you I quite like one-to-ones. I love doing one-to-ones or two-to-ones, yeah. I just think because I that's that, for me, that child either needs support to be because they don't get it they need support in certain areas or they want to achieve something or you know their parents want to put them forward for seven plus seven plus um and they i would just prefer that one-to-one interaction rather than a group um tutoring i think just because i like i love to see progression sort of week on week on week with that one child and you actually you do again you build a proper relationship with that one child or those two children um Mm. yeah yeah. so i like i like a a, yeah a one-to-one tutoring (laughs) as opposed to like a group tutoring i think but i think after a day of teaching as well yeah, you do. That's what afterwards. I found tough i think that's (laughs) what i found tough is yeah after a day of teaching and then coming to tutor um i much preferred them or some of one to one interaction. You've been doing. <laughs> 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 well, you've been doing tutoring for probably nice longer longer. Us, right? have yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. been longer than us. Like, haven't I? You invented tutoring. Going back to the early centuries, man. I'm really getting old, isn't it? Um, I think having done both, I think I prefer teaching. Only because I, I spend more time in, with the, with the children, and yeah. like I said, I really like that connection. Yeah, it's um, really important. Even that tuition, the children that I've left now, like I really had a, I watched them grow up, and so I had a, the ones that I've gone, I had a really good bond with them. And when you're here once a week, it's really tough to build that relationship. I do find it really tough, and it always gets better, obviously, as uh, as the time goes. But with the with with teaching, like you're straight in there, and they're your kids. Mm. Of my kids they hate it <laughs> <laughs> my children yeah <laughs> but um, but the, yeah you build that relationship straight yeah. away you're there every day and i say to you the children in my classroom i say i, I spend more time with you than i do with my own kid at home mm. which is sad in a sense but also that's that's the relationship you have that's how close it is that's how close it gets um i see them six hours a day compared to see my own kid like an hour a day if i'm mm. lucky if i get home on time um, and with tuition it's just three hours a week so i do prefer the, the classroom I, mean, I love the kids that tuition as well but it's so important that relationship and like you said with the emotional um support that's needed now again I don't know how when that's come in like obviously I'm you know six months into um the first year of teaching and that relationship I've built over six months but you do you instantly know when one of your children yeah is not quite right there is something going on and you it could be the tiniest thing it could be a look they give you it could be a they forgot something that they bring with them every day so they forgot their book bag and that might be the tiniest thing (laughs) it breaks them like yeah and they just yeah so having that relationship with the children in your class is amazing um and that's the rewarding side of things when you see Mm. someone like that one child doesn't do their homework and they bring their homework in because they've enjoyed it. They're like, oh my God, you've done, I make a big deal of it, you know, and you want to, you want to 
celebrate every tiny thing that they do and achieve. Mm. I think at tuition they're a lot more able as well. So they need a little bit less teaching and a lot more guidance. Whereas in the classroom you're teaching, yeah. you're actually teaching them and you can see that instant that instant gratification of yeah, they're getting it or they're not getting any do it another day they didn't get it. And teaching well, I don't know, it just depends what group you've got with tuition. Because either you get yeah. the people who really are struggling yeah, as well exactly. or you get yeah, the people who are excelling i think that's where i like the one-to-one as well because i i know exactly i i know i can it's it's easy to see what that child needs mm. whereas where if you do have a mixed group that's where mm. it can sometimes be yeah i think that's the hard thing is like if you've got like 20 to i mean back when i was young it was like it was like i was pretty fairly certain there were like 40 children in the class and i was like I don't like how can the teacher really isolate yeah. issues and like, know what's going on because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. there's things like we noticed that maybe the teachers don't notice because we work so closely with one yeah um but then obviously like it's a kind of different uh relationship in, in, in the end of, at the end of the day what about in terms of like comparing tuition to being in your in your school because i'm sure obviously you don't have a lot of paperwork and stuff to do with tuition yeah oh no yeah. That, that's 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 the best part of yeah show up the work's there for you the planning's done yeah <laughs> the, the marks, the the marks scheme is there <laughs> yeah um, yeah definitely workload being a teacher is a lot a lot um from planning to yeah. assessments to marking to data to all sorts <laughs> so you know even the the SEN needs now which are more apparent in schools um that requires you know one planning targets the HCPs that's a whole other um conversation probably but you know um mm. yeah there's a lot in schools um like I said the to do list doesn't really ever end, but it's all necessary, I suppose. Um, it is all necessary. It's all necessary, but um, it's finding efficient ways to do it and finding the time. Um, what do you think? So, because we've talked a little bit about the like, role of the teacher in, mm-hmm. in the classroom and that kind of thing, what? How? If you had to like give some tips to parents on like, let's say, let's say there's like four responsibilities that you think. Um, your child should that you should try and sort of um do with your child a bit more read Um, uh, reading (laughs) read at home yeah Yeah. five minutes whether it's one minute five minutes 30 minutes whatever it is whether you are doing we always say obviously i know it's i know it's tough and everyone has different home lives but even if we've said to parents you know if you're washing the dishes or cooking the dinner just say, can you just read me a page of your book while you're doing that? Because you're still hearing them and you can see, you yeah. can hear when they are struggling with the words. So then we do, it's, we call it ghost reading. So like, um, they read, they read. <laughs> I'm just imagining loads of them. So we call it ghost reading. So yes, yeah, so the child will read a book, come to a word, they struggle with it. Obviously you can hear yeah. that they can't yeah. say that word. You'll just go you tell them that word then yes. they repeat it so it's essentially you're yeah. you're reading without reading as a parent or carer mm-hmm. um and we say whether it's with a big brother big sister and auntie whoever it may be yeah five minutes a day there are there's a really good i can't remember from here there's an amazing statistic statistics again but how a child who reads five minutes a day don't quote me on this five minutes a day um will basically do a lot better in life than yeah, a child no. who reads they say it's twice be- a week. I don't know. There's a really good... There's like key ages. It's like yeah. sort of between three and six or whatever where you... That's nice. Oh, obviously, like the first two years of life are they're, they're the most important. Like, yeah. like nutrition and yeah. all that and stimulation and yeah, they call it um, learning how to speak. and all that. But Sensitive then from ages. like three to six, you, mm. you've got... Those are like key ages to... So set the foundations for reading. Mine would be um, read. reading and also um, unpicking how your child's day went. Like speak oh. to your child from get you a know, conversation. Get going. a conversation yeah. going. Like obviously, don't pry too much. It winds them up. See, um, but in the schools, we in my school in particular, and the previous school I was in, we such big push on zones of regulation. Like 
understanding your child. So obviously that's quite a new thing. I think there's zones regulation within the schools. Thing, yeah. So for parents, if they can do any research on zones of regulation. Um, so for example, when we do the register in the morning, I'll say, you know, good morning, blah, blah, blah. And they'll give me their name. They'll say, Catherine, red. So they'll give me the zone that they are in that morning. And then that, or they might say, Catherine, green. And then you just... then Hopefully not, says red. Throughout the day, then, it'll be even my responsibility. And then they move their name to their zone. And it could be the tiniest thing, but you have to understand in that child's world, that's a massive thing. So it could be the fact that someone broke their pencil. like that. But to them, that's really upset them. So you have to just understand yeah. the zones, um, I think, as a parent. Um, obviously, they're your child, so you, they probably know that when they're not regulated, what emotions yeah. they're feeling. But I think talk to, the, talk to your child yeah. about sort of what they've learned, unpick any emotional things that might have happened during the day, talk about it, um, ask them what they've learned, because that's retrieval <laughs> as a teacher. <laughs> what have they learned? Um, yeah. Yeah. Reading and... Mm. that's always something I like to do in tuition sessions like what were you doing yeah, in school today like, like, and what yeah. did you so learn and then, and, then, and, then, yeah. and then they go I don't know I, can't, I can't think remember. I did maths so it's like yeah, yeah reading and sort of yeah. zones of regulation and understand because that's what we that's what we use in yeah. school um, in PSHE lessons and mm. refer to if a child is not feeling great Okay, that's what we use. So I've got two two things. So I've got, two things. Um, <laughs> was it reading and then think, zones of regulation? I think reading and zones of I've got issues about that, but I'll come back to that. <laughs> um, I think talking, speaking, just speaking in general, like just opening that communication up. Children love talking to their parents, like literally love spending mm. time with their parents. And that's all it is, just spending time with them, talking to them, having a conversation. Um, mm. The other thing is times tables, fluency oh, times yes, tables. <laughs> such a big one, such a simple one. Yeah. Fluency in times table is so key. And how did you learn your times tables? By writing it and reading it, right and read, yeah. right and read. Or do, do you know your times tables? I just listen to like a tape that just songs help, like yeah, like, yeah, like a, songs. one point one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally had a tape that did that, and then uh, like I think I did like a week on it, and then I was like, I know my times tables. Again, another program which is really good for you is t- Times Table Rock Stars. Yeah, oh, have you heard it? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Children love that. Yeah, Make it fun. Make it fun. Gamify. Like, it, yeah, yeah. Got to be fun. So yeah, times tables, and then. So a fourth. A fourth I'd say go out, you know. Go out and explore. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Day trips. Just even like, like some of our kids don't know what a gutter is, what the sewers are like. Just a go walk. out to outside the door and look around the world, you know. Yeah, explore the world and see. Yeah, involving your children in tasks is. Yeah, there are so many ridiculous things that like you expect them to know that they don't. Mm. Like learn how to learn how to make a pot of tea or. Yeah. No, no, even even simpler things like knowing what a gutter is. Yeah, yeah. So I did a lesson in my training year, and it was around um, God lock on the three bears. And one criticism was, "How do you know those children know what porridge is?" And I went, "Oh my gosh!" Just assume they like, know, but they I just not. assume they know what porridge is, and that's a really like simple thing. But they half the class probably didn't know what porridge was, didn't know what I was talking about. Half the thing. Um, you know, it's just, but it's small things that, yeah, you just, <laughs> yeah. you can't assume anything. Um, no. So, yeah, just going yeah. out and seeing. Going yeah. out and seeing the world, live a little. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nature. A lot of the ones that we teach, they, the kids that we teach, the parents don't actually take them to shops or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. All they know is like, well, hopefully, timetables and that sort of stuff. But if you were to give them a yeah, but if you're doing like eleven plus or like uh, comprehension, and there's references to like the sea or Mm. something, they they just don't. They've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that. Even that's where reading comes into as well. Like you can read to like give them an educational book, like a book about oceans or like you know something like that. And some children are really good at picking those books out anyway. Um. Because they've like, oh, I've learned that in school. Oh, I'll actually read this book that sort yeah. of like links yeah. it all together. Whereas obviously some children will, will prefer to go for the picture books or the comic books, and that's fine. But then I suppose it's getting them out into that's the, been that range, isn't it? Into the world, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, yeah, it's good one. Yeah, because yeah. I've noticed even quite <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> you win the episode. <laughs> Winner. Yeah, I've noticed even with like say children with they've got fantastic um, sort of foundations in mathematics and probably English too, and like they they know a lot of words. But then when you actually ask them about like experiences, it's it's very very limited. Yeah, it's very limited. Got the zoo, yeah. you know, yeah. some animals. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like um, or even just like involving your child in some of the everyday things like cooking and yeah, like cooking, pasta, shopping, cleaning the stuff, and yeah, you know, yeah. What's the flour? That powdery thing is the flour. Steering, <laughs> 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 you're right. You are right. Just little things every yeah, day. Right. Do. Yeah. So important. I get my the children my class do jobs all the time for me. I'm like, <laughs> purely because I'm lazy. <laughs> like, oh, can you, oh, can you just handle it? That's what I used to do. <laughs> you don't have a TA. What do you have? Like, can you children? Can the office? <laughs> but, yeah, well, it creates independence, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely, like, like yeah. you, you trust them enough to do a task Also, it builds their confidence. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, if I go, if there's a child, I'm like, oh, can you just go to the office? You know, and ask the office if they have some more glue sticks. Mm. <laughs> you know, but actually it's getting them talking to someone else who's not me or... Yeah. Their friend like sometimes the it's, sometimes yeah. it's amazingly simple so I, I had this yeah. kid who was really misbehaving in Korea because I went there for a year and he was misbehaving a bit um but then I gave him just the task of like carrying some yeah, of my stuff to it. the next they classroom and stuff like that so so you just like yeah. trusting him to do do something they do they love responsibility um, children like they lo- they love to help mo- most children <laughs> yeah because it makes them feel they, they feel yeah. like they're an adult they yeah, do yeah. they exactly. really do that yeah. is one yeah thing I just think I I think that would be my fifth thing is like make, yeah, make that would be independence. Yeah. independence. I breed independence early yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I absolutely, again, I absolutely love with teaching is just like building their self-confidence and their self-esteem and their independence. Like, you know, obviously teaching them all their lovely subjects is so important, but also like you really do see them grow as, you know, people. as people. Mm. Yeah. People. And, you know, mm. That's where behaviour management and things like that come in, where you, you know, you have to explain to a child the rights and the wrongs and, like, you know, there's ways of saying things and there's ways of doing things and it's okay to be feel like that, but actually this is how it's better to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if a child's not feeling very confident, like, like, you know, let's hype them up a bit. Like, you know, your head looks amazing today. Or, like, you know, but I love all that, like... You know, we, or, we, we or would you like to read? Reference. You're really good at reading. We are, we are building them up, aren't we? Yeah. It's not just the academics. We are building them up. We are. Yeah, I'm at that cheerleader, yeah. honestly. Yeah. They're mm. probably like, go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, it's, it's, funny how <laughs> important, it's funny how important that like five or ten minutes of just like relaxing and small talk and playing a game or doing something like that. Yeah, especially if they don't get that at home. Yeah. They yeah. might not get that at home. Mm. They might not get that conversation. So. Mm. Well, it's like like anyone, if you say how was your day and stuff like that no. like it doesn't yeah. Like, yeah. like like a lot. It, yeah yeah it doesn't take a lot to make someone uh someone's day better and like a lot of the kids they they might not yeah they don't get that uh, someone yeah, asking yeah. how how are you doing today yeah. like, what have you done today <laughs> like, also, what have you learned? yeah one thing is um remembering like if a child tells you something that they're doing yeah. at the weekend or oh it's my hamster's birthday <laughs> to you as a teacher you're like okay I've got something really important to do but obviously but then you're like Speak oh amazing and then on Monday morning I'm like oh how was how was your hamster's birthday but they're, they literally yeah. like they are like oh my god you remembered like they love that like yeah. so yeah again that was something that was definitely advice given to me in my training year is those tiny things are so important yes them getting it's like the notifications child. correct is yeah. really important but those are the things that actually that they'll probably remember when they go home it, that, that's actually the child's version of opening up oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they yeah i love it yeah, yeah. my head teacher once said to me every child should think they're your favorite right yeah. <laughs> something like that and every child in yeah. my class they, they do think I'm, I'm his favorite I'm his favorite like, oh. daddy is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's so true yeah so, and like, just go back to what you were saying before this ask, you know we do the register yeah. I miss the register one morning and I always say good morning when I say this kid trapped me down at lunchtime he'll say good morning to me sir say oh. good morning to me like, good morning it's <laughs> <laughs> three o'clock good morning yeah I see these little things are such a big deal for them yeah. it's amazing yeah definitely fine yeah like even if you've got like limited time so we we obviously have like 
like very an hour. Time, so, yeah. so an hour. <laughs> you got like 50 minutes to teach. Yeah. Some, some, some amazingly complicated, like, <laughs> like algebra, like simultaneous equations to like a six-year-old. No, wait. Year six. Year, year, six. six. Yeah. year five, five, year six. Year six. Um, that wouldn't be my class. You, 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 you <laughs> quite like it, to be fair. You, you still need to have a rapport with rapport yeah. absolutely yeah to start off so you just have a start with a little bit of small talk even even if it doesn't seem important to you small yeah. talk in a game usually with what we do yeah 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 shake out cool. the cobwebs. you can wrap it up there yeah yeah um, yeah, I found this really interesting. Yeah, yeah it was good. Sorry, kind of gone woo, haven't <laughs> I, I, I definitely felt <laughs> up, the down, up, down. I, I definitely felt the passion. I, I was. That's the, yeah. yeah. That's, that was my that's opinion. There's frustration and passion, and it's like finding a happy <laughs> medium. Yeah. They, they go together, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to thank both of you for taking time out of your half term to <laughs> spend you. an hour with us. Yeah, it was very informative. Good. Thank yeah. you for having us, guys. Thanks. It was nice.